Welcome to the Financial Coconut Podcast Network, the leading personal finance podcast network in Singapore. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Your Chief Financial Coconut, and every Monday you will be joining me and SG Budget Big Dawn on our weekly segment, Wise and Shine, where we leverage on the latest quirky happenings out there on the internet to answer many of your burning social and personal development questions. Yes, we're all sick and tired of talking about money, so welcome back to Wise and Shine. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. For example, there was once I received an email from this guy and he said that, you know, I was one of those naysayers who didn't believe in you. Now that I have my own daughter and I've seen you grown, I actually hope that my daughter will be like you. Like, okay, not, not having to go through the flaming part, but <laughs> I think I think what he meant... I think nobody wants I, to yeah, daughter, yeah, so. So, so yes, indeed. <laughs> indeed, okay, indeed. Yeah. So, but I, I think what he meant was that uh, the to be able to, to go through difficult times and, and still get through... To Wise and Shine, I'm your host Reggie, aka Yorchi Financial Coconut. And I'm Don, SG Budget Bay. We also have our co-hosts here with us today. Hey guys, Rakesh here from the TFC team. And of course. And of course. Uh, guess a special guest. Right? Oh, no, yeah. you're not <laughs> getting one. But, but hi. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm Peiling. Hi. Everyone. Yeah, yeah. For, for everybody that don't know Peiling, you want to share a little bit more about yourself? Huh? Uh, <laughs> 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 I didn't know I have to share about myself. Okay. Yeah. Hi everyone. I'm Tim Peiling. I'm a member of parliament in Singapore. Uh, this is my third term, so it's about 12, 13 years by now. And uh, I'm also a mother of two. <laughs> wow, 12 years already. Yeah. yeah, since 2011, so yeah, yeah actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. now that's it's true. 2024, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, it doesn't feel that long, because you're very young. Or you look, oh, you still look oh, thank very you. young. Yeah. You want kopi or no? I tell <laughs> you. <laughs> young, but I still look yeah. young. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank <laughs> you. Were you the youngest of your team back then? So I was the youngest uh, to be fielded from the ruling party mm. in 2011. Youngest elected, in fact, uh, yeah. for two mm. terms. So from tw- 2011 and 2015. Now more and more young people come already. Yes, yes. <laughs> if I'm still the youngest now something is quite wrong okay, okay, so fair, no one fair. has broken your record of being the youngest to start so far no actually mm. uh there was because in the very early days there was uh i think mr Unkating. so he was fielded sounds I very think, early twi- like, early I don't 20s yes 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 like so, so so i think he was in his early 20s mm, mm. yeah and uh, but of course as a youngest to to be the youngest elected MP for two terms, then maybe I still hold that record for okay, now. Yeah, yeah. And one of the highest voted, right? I think you're 80 something percent. No lah. No, no, no. no, no. Se- uh, about 71 70, in 2020. Okay, yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's uh, we, we, we are thankful, but mm. uh, we cannot be complacent. So, I mean, there's a lot of stress because you now have to work a lot harder to uh, uphold that trust, right? Uh, and uh, yeah. at least to maintain, hopefully. But uh, it's, it's actually quite stressful, <laughs> but we'll do our best, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, today we want to talk about a very, very important topic. It's quite trendy out there, okay? I was I would not say it's like a recent trend, but it has been kind of ongoing for like the past maybe five years or so. Mm. People are talking about it, you know, your passion, your purpose, your job, all those kind of stuff, right? People want to have a whole life synergized together, right? So today we want to talk about should your job also be your passion, Right, that is the, the question to answer, right? And I know uh, in the space here, we have differing views, right? Yeah. So would you like to kind of first elaborate your point of view, you know, and all that stuff? I'll go with a hard no. Wait, some more. So, well, why? <laughs> start so strong, extreme. start strong. Yeah, it's a yeah. hard no. Yeah, but this relates to what I was sharing during our break earlier on, right? So I'm of the view where I'm someone whereby if something I enjoy becomes my full job and a job comes with certain responsibilities and KPIs, that would then add the level of stress where I no longer enjoy it anymore. I don't appreciate and I cannot, can no longer go to the standard that I want to go in that role. So I've actually very deliberately kept my passions 
as non-jobs. Like mm. I love writing, but I decided not to go into journalism, even though I studied it. I love hosting, but mm. I didn't go and be a you know a MTV host or a DJ. But I chose to do this MTV instead because like, wow, wow. <laughs> like, still still bringing out MTV. Oh, yeah, right? MTV. For those that don't know what MTV is. <laughs> <laughs> Please do the explanation. I think it's important. It's called music television. Wow. Yeah. So before the ages of YouTube, Spotify. you will actually have to go on MTV to find out music videos. Yeah, so the point here is like, you know, I deliberately avoided all these paths because I just feel like if I was in that as a job, Mm. Yeah, I, mm. I wouldn't really like it so much. I would I would eventually hate writing. Mm. Or if I was in a writing role, I wouldn't get to write what I really want to write. I have to write what my bosses or the companies want. Mm. If I'm hosting, I can't always have the freedom to say what I really want to say to the audience. I have to deliver what the company wants instead. So I made very deliberate decisions. And to me, it's like your job should be something that pays the bill that you're decently good at and can become good at, but you don't necessarily have to be passionate about it. You yeah. just need to be good enough and showing up is not pain. Mm -hmm. And then you can leave your passions for things like this. This, are, this is passion project, right? Reggie doesn't pay me to be here hosting. Hey, go now. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is like a weekly affair, yeah. 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 <laughs> so mechanics of the game, huh? Free labor. But it works because it's passion, right? Yeah, Maybe yeah. when you use, you offer me a gig and say, mm. Don, I'm going to pay you like, you know, 1K a month now to which, be the host. Which, I'll be like, no, which, don't worry. Mm. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> say already, yeah. Hey, I will take, I will take. Okay. <laughs> I already give her I get your point and I was actually quite shocked that you have such a dry corporate job. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, people never expect me to touch a dry corporate. The job is like, they can say not, like the, your, your job. I'm in investigations, which is so very like, different. Like people would think I'm in the media or something no, and I'm not. So career. you were saying like personality doesn't match yeah, the yeah, job description. Yeah. So, and and, and it, she lives by her ideology, right? Essentially mm. your passion and your work yeah. separated, mm. right? So so that is interesting. But what about you guys? So I grew up with what Steve Jobs said, right? Oh, Steve Jobs stole Lyle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, started already, started already. Oh, Steve Jobs started already. already. <laughs> um, he is my idol growing mm. up um, for, for someone that you know did what he did and, and so on and so forth but he said you should be very passionate about your job it's because the job is hard no matter what job you do it's hard and the only thing that is going to drive that motivation is the intrinsic motivation to do it money will be good but money as we all know technically is a gift and good which means after a certain point the marginal increase won't give that extra motivation and so for me that was what I was trying to find in my career. I wouldn't say I'm very passionate about sales. As we know, I, I do sales. But I am passionate about speaking to new people. I am passionate about different parts of this job that I would like to do on a, on a daily basis. And I think I would take that from it, coupled with, of course, your pay and, and all the different things that keep you motivated. So mm. that's, that's my stance on, on passion and job. So essentially picking up pieces of it. So yes, you will never be fully passionate about a job, mm. right? Because mm. they're always crap stuff in the job. <laughs> KPI la, your boss tell you do extra la, this la, that la, right? Mm. But then what can we do to say, okay, I'm willing to get up in the morning happily to keep going at it. Nice, that's, nice. Yeah, that's what I... I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm more in between a balance, uh, more balanced approach. Uh, let, let, let me share. I think first of all, um, I think it would be ideal if we can, you know, take a job that we feel passionate about or feel that it's meaningful enough. For example, if I... I, I don't want to call this MP work as a job, but it has obligations right mm. and and we have to do it almost like i think 24 7 yeah, sometimes yeah. right Depends i have on. not met one mp that got nighttime on uh, <laughs> it's, it, like, it's crazy okay after a while you know there's a certain momentum it's better easier to manage but the, the point is that in the course of our work on the ground we engage a lot of people we have to handle a lot of issues we have to engage in difficult situations as well and can be very draining physically draining sometimes but emotionally draining a lot of times and so if we don't have a certain passion, I think it will be a bit difficult to, to, to see us through. So for example, for me in McPherson, I, I really love those moments that I have with my aunties and uncles. Because over time, we build up a certain bond, uh, you know, there's this and familiarity, right? It's these moments and these relationships that I, sh that I share with them that actually keeps me going. Because there are times where I just feel very tired. Like I run out of time for my kids. I run out of time for my friends. I run out of time for a lot of things. It's not so easy, but 
it's also because of the people that I see and meet in MacPherson makes me feel that, okay, it's meaningful and I should keep going. So from that perspective, I do think that having passion in the job that, you know, I do or we do help to keep, you know, going. Mm. Uh, then, but I also know that not everyone may be uh, lucky enough to take on jobs that, uh, you know, you feel good about or feel passionate about. But I would also say that, you know, sometimes it's, you might learn to like something. So I just shared this. When I was in university, actually, I chose to major in psychology despite, you know, doing science all the way, right? Mm. I chose to major in psychology in university because I was very passionate about mental health. I really wanted to do something to help others to combat the stigma. And so for the large part of my university days, it was just with that goal in my, you know, from my internship that I signed up for to, you know, doing student extra activities, etc. right? It's all about gearing for that. But of course, my father had a heart episode, so I had to take a semester off. And then by the time he comes back in my final year, I realized that I just cannot pursue that because to actually practice, you need masters and more. There wasn't a clinical program in Singapore. So if I had to do it, I had to go overseas. But given my family situation, Situation, I can't afford that. I had to take one whole year to dissuade myself to say that, you know, I may not be able to pursue this. Then how? So uh, for a long time, I kept thinking and eventually I come to a conclusion. Uh, I dissociate two things. One is what do I look for in a job? And two is uh, how can I still, you know, uh, do something that I'm passionate about? So it's, it's like the passion part, okay, I can go into the community. I was already a grassroots volunteer. I could just organize events and talks to address this, raise awareness, etc. So that one checked. Then in terms of what I look for in a job, I just want something that is not static. It's uh, always, uh, you know, allow me to meet new people, uh, new challenges. Mm. Okay, then from that perspective, actually, there are many different possibilities. So eventually, I ended up in uh, business consultancy. It was in Ernst and Young. Something that I never thought that I would enter, <laughs> to be honest. For mental health, grassroots. Correct, <laughs> yeah. Like, so, what the hell is this girl doing? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> so I was also very surprised by myself. Mm -hmm. But after I, I, I joined, I actually grow to like it because every project is different you have to go from zero to hero in a very short period of time and um, and I get to meet new people so from that perspective I, I learned to like it so I, I, I think to those who are still considering you know like you know or, or still like wandering around about jobs and career and whatever not I think sometimes um, we just have to keep an open mind mm -hmm. yeah no fair because actually I, I am from that view I, I, I come from her position first okay mm. where where I think like it's quite a very it's a very difficult effort la, to kind of achieve that where you your passion is your job and everything, yeah. you know. Okay, or maybe yeah, to wind back a little bit more, even earlier when I was younger, maybe I feel like, yeah, your passion should be your job. So that's kind of where I started. But very quickly that, that story failed. <laughs> <laughs> This one cannot uh, feel wrong, wrong story. Then you know, as with a lot of people, you will flip to the other side, right? So I flipped to to this, like, okay, you cannot, you know, it's not supposed mm. to do together. It's it's a it's an abysmal effort. You know, but eventually you start to realize that, right? If you are not passionate about the thing that you do, and and the source of passion can be all sorts, right? It can be that you are particularly good at it, you get some sort of a high from it, okay, then you get some passion going there. Or it can be like your deep down purpose, you find synergy between your purpose and this thing that you do, and then okay, you have some sort of passion. But if you don't have the passion, you can forget about doing it very well, I feel. Because mm. there will always be times where things are hard, right? And where you're plateauing, where, where things are not moving. And if you're, you're not passionate about it, you got no fuel to burn through this time. Exactly. Yeah. Right? So, so as much as I was here, now I'm a bit like, you know, so In we are like three people, one line, like you're on your own uh, today. On my own. <laughs> so, but I think what, uh, what Don said, right? It's, it's very hard for people to compartmentalize. I mean, you can let us know, like, does it take conscious effort on your part, right? To be able to say, I'm going to work, I'm going to be very dry i'm going to be emotionless but i'm doing it because of xxx like is that what's going through your mind when when you do that or no not so much i think maybe i contextualize the stand a little bit i have a lot of friends where the their passion is their job mm. right like i studied media and for a lot of them like being in front of the camera so they go into like media corp sph and they're in the media i also have friends where they love dancing so even mm. my own sibling became a dance teacher. Mm. So I do see that extreme end. But at the same time, after a while, I realized like 
For these people I know, it's not always that they really become truly successful or rich. Mm. And I was from the position where my family, money is an issue, right? So do I really want that for myself? Do I want to be the struggling dance teacher, the struggling <laughs> writer? Struggling artist. You know, and my parents used to dance, say, Asian passion. parents are... Mm. Author in Singapore, no life one. So they would say that in to me, right? And it really just ingrained like, oh, maybe if I go down the pursue my passion route, I just wouldn't earn enough to pay off my student loans and everything else. So I came and I changed the way I looked at things. So, so now the job that I do, what I did instead is I tried to find meaning in the work that I do. I try to understand how does the work that I perform add value to society and impact someone's life. And it's very real because I work in background investigations, right? It can actually be a preventive stage. It can prevent, for instance, um, a criminal from becoming a preschool teacher with access mm. to children. It can be like, you know, preventing the foreigner to come into Singapore and earn a high pay. And actually, he don't really have that Harvard degree that they're claiming. Oh, yeah, yeah. He just photoshopped it. Oh right, so God. that is true, and degree yeah, fraud yeah, is a big are, thing yeah, in that, that the government has tried to clamp down yeah, on yeah, in the is. last ten years. Yeah. I learned that by finding meaning in the work that I do, it serves me better than mm. like going to work with that passion. So it's not like I go to my day job and I'm emotionless or I'm it's dry. You no, I actually it. am quite excited yeah. because every day I wake up, I'm like, hey, who is the next foreigner that I'm helping today? Who am I protecting today? Yeah. But it's not like I feel passionate about it. You know? I feel that burning fire when I'm on set, mm -hmm. we're doing this. Yes. Or when I'm writing on my blog and I'm creating that content, personal finance content to help Singaporeans. Yeah. I feel that fire and I'm like, wow, this feels good. This is really what I want to do if money was never an issue. And, and that's what it is, right? We don't care here whether we get sponsors on this podcast or not. Whether I, I do care. The, <laughs> 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 I, I, the finance team is important. do it even if the money didn't yes, yes, come, yes, you yes, see. Yes, and exactly. I still did the blog for at least like, what, three years mm. even though there was no money coming in. But the moment money comes to the picture, I realized maybe it's just my upbringing but I find money changes a lot of things mm. you start doing things that you may not really approve of and because my blog like there are content creators who are full time that's their job right yeah, yeah. but it's not for me so I get the privilege to say no to things that I don't believe in mm. Yeah, and I, I think I, I really appreciate the privilege if my passion became my job when I were to quit my day job and I'll be like I'm super passionate about writing and all this right this is going to be my job I'll be like hey this month, no sponsors, stress, ah. how to pay the bills. Eh, I think you, we need to hold back our... Story, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we need to kill back our ethics and yeah. start accepting this sponsor oh, no, even though a big life story, Yeah, so that's my true. view. Yeah, It's not like there's no passion. I think it's still just in what you said, like, you know, I like meeting new people and all, but you find a different... You learn to separate what truly ignites the fire and what you find meaning of. Mm, and it doesn't mm. have to be two extreme ends I feel mm -hmm. I think I, I think objectively right we have to realize the there are some realities at play right like like if you if you if if we live in Singapore you already know the best paying jobs what are they right like finance you know like finance and finance <laughs> <laughs> anything else no. Okay, let's be clear. You will not suddenly wake up and say, I'm going to be a lawyer, right? You got to plan 10 years, right? So all those things that need to plan one, don't talk about it, right? But some things is can flip, flip, prata a bit one, right? Yes. Ah, that's how you can change job one. Those are some, but but it's all finance, right? <laughs> Pretty much. And, and that's the reality of the game, right? Like if you want to do oil and gas, okay, there's some here, but mm. this is not where the, the main the main thing is. Or you want to do like agriculture. I know now it's a farming thing. It's, it's a thing, you know, but you, you know that there's no agriculture future here, right? You can do something around it, right? That the industry will grow to a certain level, but you want to be like creme de la creme. You want to do big projects, right? It's just not going to happen here because the, the reality is as such, we are a port city. I don't know. Like, what, what does uh, my MP think? <laughs> is, that a, is that a fair statement? Like, like given where, where we are as a nation, there are realities to what are the best paying jobs out there. You know, and that sometimes if you are like her, you want to pursue some sort of financial success, which I think a lot of our listeners want to, mm. then you may not be able to get full synergy with your passion and all that. Lah. I'm tempted to say any job is a good job. I know. Wow. <laughs> I know you. Is that, is that every school is a good school. Exactly. Exactly. You got it. You got it. You got it. No, I, I mean, I, I mean, 
okay, okay. To be fair, to be fair, um, everyone's benchmark is a bit different. Mm. Uh. What we pursue mm. is different. Some people, they don't mind not earning the big buck. I mean, as long as they feel that, okay, it's enough to pay for the bills, mm. I feel that, you know, uh, I, I don't feel I have to compromise on my morals or ethics. Uh, I'm doing something meaningful. Okay, that's all. But there are, of course, others who say, oh, the more the merrier, right? I just make more money. I mean, there are different people. And uh, I think in Singapore, we have grown. Uh, it also depends on the phase of development that we are at and also what's happening around the world. Uh, finance, yes, it has been so far the one that has uh, generated a lot of uh, income for people but it's also not the only one and there are others that are coming up with the development of technology AI mm -hmm. etc is changing the face of uh, the world and it's definitely also changing how people think about work and life and also I think how work is structured uh, how, 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 how compensation should even be, be, be thought of so I think all these are it's, it's challenging some fundamentals I feel yeah, like, like what 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 type of fundamentals are you like, talking about just now I talk about you know the meaning of job right mm. but it's also how we do our job now uh, and uh, like work some will I think uh, with COVID and with technology uh, remote working uh, remote employment uh, flexibility all these are possible now yeah not that uh, it will be the not that it will immediately be the norm uh, I think there are some institutions that are saying you come back to work, right? Mm. Yeah, but I, I think what, what this means is that last time it was almost unthinkable in most instances, but now it's actually an option. And then uh, how do we think of, uh, you know, common ban? Uh, I think these are also changing. Yeah, so I, I, I think generally depends on the phase of development, depends on various uh, external fa factors as well. We can expect more changes to come la, to how we see work and how we do work. In that sense, uh, you support the remote working la, in that sense. I, I, I like flexibility. I like, I like, I mean, not I that so, I always um, get yeah, it, yeah. but yeah. I think that's that's a good point as well, right? And it's, it's that different phases or the different variables actually is very, very important, right? At least for me, so my first job was PwC, right? Mm -hmm. Sorry, uh, be better than EY, uh, sorry. Uh. Yeah, sorry. How about better? How do you know better? Depends on which uh, time of I was the, in audit. Yeah. Uh. So okay. different consultancy as well. Audit people don't need um, so happy. Right? So the, the, you, know, you know when you go back home from Shenton Way, or oh, not Shenton Way, Raffles Place, right? No more, nobody says Shenton Way anymore. Raffles no, no, Place. Raffles and the way you go home, right? 8pm, after dinner, then you see all the people coming out from the other side, right? all audit. Don't <laughs> so, lie, don't. You no, will never see us. No need to be we can happy. take camp everywhere. <laughs> because we work until 1am. There was once I remember I went home at four to shower, slept for two hours, eight o'clock back. You, the, you know what's the best thing? This is not a unique audit story. It's not, it's not, it's not. Everyone <laughs> is doing this. Like I had a friend, I remember yeah. I said this in one of the other episodes. I had a friend that said, I'm going to take the bus home because I want to be around people mm -hmm. uh, in audit. <laughs> I am not joking. Because <laughs> taxis are paid for, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But in that job, I tried to find something that I would like, right? PwC is a great brand. First job out of uni. Everyone could kill for that job, right? And somehow I did finance economics. So like along the same lines. But in... Six, seven, eight months, I just could not find something. And I think this is where the variables come in because I think I came up at a place where I could say, I'm going to try something. But if we're trying to put food on the table, like mm. our fathers did or our grandfathers did, you will never move because it's a good paying job. You know where you're going to be in 15 years and you're going to be at a decent wage level, right? Technically, like, right, if you progress all the way up. And I think that's where we as, as, or you guys as listeners should be also thinking, right? Where are we? What are the different things we can pull so that we can try and achieve this balance between job and passion. No, but I think I think what Pei Ling was saying, like remote work, right? I mean, she's not the only yeah. one saying, we also talk a lot about remote work. But remote work fundamentally then changed the mechanics of how you evaluate you know, passion and job. Because in the past, right, your job is the whole day. You take the whole thing, right? Like it's like eight yeah. hour block, you go to work on eight hour is privilege, uh, 10 hour, <laughs> 10 hour <laughs> job. You know, you're at the job, you're there the whole time you're there you better mm. make sure you find some sort of a love for it like even if you don't like the job you better like the pantry right you better find something <laughs> that you, find something that you like if not you will never be able to cruise through yeah but now with like remote working you know essentially every moment is a switching in and out of work right you can log on do an hour of work 
go down to the park and do whatever you want don't to do. Don't tell your boss that. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> to be fair, yeah. bosses need to wake but, up. But you know, there's so, also yeah. a downside, possible downside, yeah. right? Because uh, if remote work is possible, means that a company that may be here can easily hire workers from outside of the borders, yeah. from some more economical source. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and th- I mean, that's also what I do. And, uh. and so, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, my team in Malaysia, yeah. right? Yeah. So, 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 I mean, it, it could be both an opportunity as well as risks yeah. uh, for, our, for, for ourselves. Our guys, uh, yes, right? yes, yeah. yes. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it's true. M- I think it, it does change the way we evaluate like passion and job and purpose because time is no longer one block. Yeah. It's kind of like open up. You can you can explore a little bit more. So every time we talk about like this whole like flexibility thing, right? It's all about like the job, 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 job only, <laughs> right? Right. But actually, when you when you separate the job and split it throughout the day or even throughout the week, right? Then it opens up a very different way to evaluate life, right? And there's all these other things you can slot in. You go to the gym in the morning, no problem. Go to the park, walk, walk, no problem. No one cares. As mm. soon as your work is done, okay. Not not all no one cares. Lah. Some companies care. <laughs> okay, and the company, they wake up. Huh, right? Because ultimately, it's about the output, right? Especially if your people can work remotely. And I think that's, that does change how we evaluate the relationship between passion and job. The passion can be reserved for like side hustles, yeah, yeah, side yeah, projects. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. is really no need to be so idealistic about making it your job. Mm-hmm. No, but but I want to push a little bit on the whole idea that if you're not passionate about the thing, you will not go through the struggles of it. Yeah. Right? Like I think I think that is important. Like Especially on some when level. Things get difficult. Mm-hmm. And things always get difficult. It does. Right? Yeah. So so if, if you if you don't if you don't like it at some level, I mean okay, passion is a word that needs to be defined okay on some level right so if the traditional way of thinking of passion is how much pain you can handle right (laughs) right how much pain you're willing to go to Mm. get this right this is what passion fundamentally means of course now it's sensationalized how you feel your purpose all those things yeah it gets it gets very (laughs) convoluted right so it depends on how we define this thing but my view is that if you don't like it enough you, you don't have passion for it you will not go through the pain and the downtimes Right, so so I think that is important, right? That's a key message. I think we need to go out, right? But maybe you want to share a situation where passion was important to get you through, so that you break up to the next situation. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. I don't have a specific moment, I must say, thinking back, but... I, I just have this general because over time there are moments whereby it's it's as I mentioned earlier, it's it can be very tough. Like sometimes I just feel very tired after the end of the day. And uh and and I still have to, you know, go to the constituency. There are also moments whereby, you know, when you get criticized or flamed online and sometimes it's just really very difficult. Yeah. And then sometimes you meet people who are, you know, maybe not so friendly. So these are these are really difficult, but and so sometimes you'll be wondering, like you know, is it worth worth it? Right? But every time when I again meet some of these uncles and aunties, and uh, they're very kind. Like there's this uncle, uh, almost every week he will come to my weekly meet the people session to give me a, a pineapple or some <laughs> chestnut. <laughs> so he's not here for questions. No, he just wants to give me that. Great uncle, that is good. And then, and then there are also times where like at events, aunties um, who just hug me, especially some very familiar aunties whom I've known, gotten to know over time. And they just hug. And, and these are really... I think to me, what I find very special. Mm, yeah. Mm. And that makes me feel like, okay, la, it's worth it. And mm. there are times when also uh, people come to you like very desperate and you manage to help them. And they are very glad they come and say thank you. Or sometimes, you know, you can see a bit of wet mm. eyes, right? I think these are special to me. And so these mm. keeps these keep me going. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, so from that sense, it's the passion that actually helped me get through. 
but the media always flame you anyway. Uh, okay la. Okay. I hope no more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, how, if you don't mind sharing, how does it feel like from your own first person perspective? When yeah. when other yeah. people say all these things about you, blah, blah blah. Actually, you're just trying to do your stuff. Well, I mean, uh, it was especially difficult at the beginning, uh, in 2011 when I was first fielded. Um, so at that point in time, it was like um, I think the main the main criticisms were like I was very young, I don't have track record, you know, and then some certain material like videos and all nothing. Nothing wrong per se, but I think I was being characterized as unthinking, bimbotic maybe. And there were also memes to humiliate and make fun of me. There were also like uh, fake stories about me. For example, I had a, they, they claimed that I had this boyfriend whom I dumped because it was fat. There was no, I never like even <laughs> wow. had this boyfriend. I don't know how it can come out even. I mean like there's various things and I had people heckling in my face, uh, taunting me like high school bully and uh, and there are people who will just say things knowing that I'm there just to make sure that I hear it. And and so it was it was very difficult. Every day I go back home at the end of the day feeling very tired and I would just cry. I would just break down and cry every day. And then the next day it's like Okay, on again. I have to go back and then just, uh, you know, engage, just work, just, you know, and, and do the usual MP stuff, right? And uh, so it was, it carried on for a while. So, and for, for some time, I didn't dare to go out except for going to, except for going to McPherson. And, uh, and I just wanted to stay home and uh, like, you know, have tapau back. And then if, if I really have to go somewhere, it's like in the middle of night, go East Coast Park walk along where nobody can see me oh. or just window shopping when all the shopping and the shopping mall when all the stores are closed and uh, literally so, look at window yeah literally <laughs> window shopping right and uh, and just 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 so that I get out a bit right but yeah so it was very it was it was overwhelming for me and to be honest it was also the darkest period of my life so far so far I hope never have to go through it again but it was very difficult because at the I mean at the back of my mind, it's, um, yeah, maybe I'm not the most eloquent. Maybe I wasn't the, the most perfect. But actually, exactly, what wrong did I do also? I, I'm just trying to, to serve. I don't have any other ill intention. So is it just because I chose to be part of ruling party or is there something else, you know? And, and so a lot of things just went through my mind. But I, I'm also thankful that um, because of the groundwork, the ground engagement is actually quite different from online environment, mm -hmm. at least in McPherson, right? Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, you, you, you hear the bread and butter issues, you know, people literally don't have jobs or people really, you know, worried about losing their, their fam uh, family or, you know, a roof. So then after a while, you know, it put things into perspective. What I went through was humiliating for me. But it was just, you know, just phase and my emotions. But people are really going through real difficulty. So that, in a way, helped me put things into perspective. Find, I find it a bit more bearable, something to focus on. And so that, that again, uh, brought me through. I was thankful that I had uh, family support. I had the team that did not abandon me. They could have just abandoned me. They could have said, this candidate sucks, man. Like, no round just, two. Yeah. So <laughs> First round, maybe. Then, then uh, yeah, so, and, and various things. And uh, of course, residents could also have just voted against me in that sense, right? Mm. And so, so I, I, I'm thankful that I had the support and I cherish it all the more. So now, if I look back in time, uh, even though that was a very painful, personally painful period for me, uh, but if I look back, actually, I'm thankful, ironically. I'm thankful because, to be honest, it helped me grow, grow stronger, grow more thick skin. Uh, it, 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 it helped me focus on what is actually important. And also because of that period of time, I have a story to tell. And so it helped people pay attention to what I have to say. Uh, so this is the flip side, right? So for good or for, for the better or for worse, people actually will have to pay a bit more attention to what I have to say, the cause that I feel for. And uh, and I mean, along the way, there are people who actually, you know, say, okay, I will support you. Lah. Yeah, so that's the, that's, that's the silver lining. I guess if I could just share that there were, I, I remember in, 
uh, at one point, for example, there was once I received an email from this guy and he said that, you know, I was one of those naysayers who didn't believe in you. Now that I have my own daughter and I've seen you grown, I actually hope that my daughter will be like you. Like, okay, not, not having to go through the flaming part, but <laughs> I think I think what he meant... I think nobody wants I, yeah, to daughter, Yeah, so. So, so yes, indeed. <laughs> indeed, okay, indeed. Yeah. So, but I, I think what he meant was that uh, the to be able to to go through difficult times and, and still get through. So to me, if it means a lot because it, it meant that I can be maybe a beacon of hope, maybe a role model to someone else and that perhaps what I had to go through uh, what is now worth it. Yeah, so not, not to brag, but it, it does make me feel all that I had to go through maybe was, was just a test meant for mm. me lah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You talk okay. about how your team didn't give up on you, but I mean, for most other young people who, if they were in your position, I can imagine it would have been easy for them to just, you know what, I'm at the beginning of my career. I don't have to make this my life's job. Yeah. So difficult. Maybe it's not meant for me. Give up lah. Walk so, away. People like, will forget. Yeah, actually the question I have for you on that note, right, is for, for listeners out there, like, I mean, you gave your personal experience. I'm sure everyone goes through that, right? What we call paying your dues technically la, right because you also was paying a your severe, dues generational but, one huh? you, know, you know what I mean la, right <laughs> yeah, 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 but and, and when you're going through all of this yeah. where technically you could even say the world was against you no, what? actually, I think at a point in time, she probably said that. Yeah, maybe she because did. Because that's how I yeah. will feel and I, if I'm in a... I didn't say I, it, la, but you know, like, it was in your, in your, yeah. overwhelming. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> sure. I mean, exactly, for, right? I mean, we all go through trying times. Exactly. And so, I, at moments in time, I just feel like, what the hell is this, man? The world is against me. Yeah. This is a shit show. Yeah, so right? on, on that point, actually, uh, sometimes when I do meet young people, uh, whether it's one-on-one or, you know, in a group, if I actually have the chance to share... Uh, one thing that I, I I would actually share with them is that, uh, look, all of us have battles to go through and then especially now, uh, many young people are digital natives, right? Almost all of them. And mm-hmm. sometimes the online environment can be quite harsh mm-hmm. and uh, the cancel culture, sometimes it's, it's sort of there, right? Yeah. So my, my, what I would, actually the point that I would make is that you will feel pain, you will feel overwhelming, especially at your age. Maybe you haven't experienced it before. So you will feel like, wow, you know, like how am I going to handle this? And so if my experience where it's literally the <laughs> everything, like just a simple post, I also got thousands of, uh, you know, people slamming me type, right? Wow. Yeah. And so publicly, right? And the people hackling at me in the public and all these kind of things, right? Mm. And that if, if I actually manage to find the strength to pull through uh, I hope you will find the strength to pull through too and that you know that uh, it's really not the end of the world and that precisely because you're young now, you actually still have a lot of time ahead of you and therefore the chance for you to prove others wrong or to prove yourself right, put it positively, prove yourself right, right? And actually, I think people don't really remember things forever, especially the public, they put it differently. So, what is more important is the now and future. They may have some inkling about what happened in the past. Doesn't undermine it, doesn't mean that it never happened, but it may fade off. And so if you're successful now, people are actually more willing to look at you now. What are you doing now? And what you can do in the future. So so from that, it's that uh, for young people who may be struggling, I, I hope they will keep this in mind. Don't go into this downward spiral. Just have to have some confidence that it will get better of course we have to put in effort but it can and it will get better how do you decide whether to stay the path especially for a young person who is still discovering versus just you know what i'm done here let me go start anew in a different field where no one knows me and i can try again yeah well i mean if i share my own personal uh, experience was that uh, in the first term i was also fully mentally prepared that uh, maybe i would just be a one term I, I didn't just give up like that and walk away. It was tempting, very tempting, and just hide somewhere, maybe go overseas or something, right? But I did not because uh, having been elected, it's a very sacred duty and I really just want to finish it, right? See it through. But I was also mentally prepared that I may just be one term. And I had to psych myself up to say that, okay, thankfully, I'm not so old. I'm still considered young. It's a five years. <laughs> I'm just yeah. too yeah, yeah, so, I mean, what's the worst, right? I just 
give my five years. And then if it's really one term, I probably still have that runway to start life anew, right? But of course, uh, I'm thankful that uh, things became better. We came out as an SMC. The team was with me. I'm thankful for all the support. So we, we, we grew from strength to strength in that sense. Lah. Yeah, but, but at that point, I, I, I was mentally prepared. I mean, I was still, my, my, pers- my, my character is the kind that I'll still give it my all because it's about being responsible and accountable to myself also, right? My own standard. Mm. But I, I just try my best because I, I, I don't want to, you know, let people have any chance to <laughs> slap me also, right? <laughs> <laughs> or say can that... can foresee yeah, 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 No, no. no, no that, I, 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 I'm going to win now. This no, it's, it's not... It's, it's, I mean, nobody can, can, can guarantee winning, but I just want to make sure that I leave behind something that I feel that I've done my best already. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I will still do my best, but I'm also mentally prepared for the worst. Whether I knew when to stop, okay, in my case, I know because it means the election, right? Either I get dropped or I continue. Yeah. Mm. But for others, I can imagine it may not be so clear-cut. In such an instance, may have to give yourself an arbitrary timeline. The thing is that you never know. You may have to try a bit. You have to give your best, but you also must be mentally prepared. This is the part whereby uh, it can be a bit grey, but you just have to give your you just have to set some parameters for yourself, mm. la. Yeah. Bonus cycle. Yeah. 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 No bonus. Timeline Stay quite way. useful. Eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like setting a timeline for yourself to try it out. Don't give up immediately when things mm. get tough because there must have been a reason why you went down and did. Maybe there's a lesson to be learned here. Maybe it's there to make you stronger. Then give yourself like a day. You had that date given to you. But <laughs> other people, I think that's a good tip to give yourself. Maybe three years, five yeah. years. If you well, you love, you're passionate about hosting, you go and join uh, as a DJ and then people tell you you're a shitty DJ. Like, no, but, stop. I'll give myself three years to prove it. No, but to be fair, these are all survival bias, right? Like you backtest mm. it, right? After that, you survive already. Then you come in and look at it. And say, oh, okay, lah, actually, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? Yep. You know, but but but... I think what is more important is at a point in time, you know, you still have the passion to burn through this, yes. right? You still have uh, your support network to get through this tough time, right? And, and if you don't, then yeah, maybe it's time to pull the white flag, right? Because if you don't do that, you don't give up when you burn, when you have no more passion left, then you're just going to eat into your soul or whatever more like, your energy, your spirit, whatever lah, huh? whatever. <laughs> You're just mm, going to eat mm. into you and that's going to be worse. Mm. And then you go into a downward spiral. It's like, what the hell am I doing this? Right? And and it's 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 especially important in that sense, right? If you want to have a breakthrough in anything that you do, you definitely have to go through hard times. Yeah. And in order to go through hard times, you definitely need the passion. And the passion can come in different, different reasons. Whether is it your purpose, whatever, whatever, and your support network. Right. Without that, then you're just gonna. It's just. It's just not gonna work. Right. I mean, at least, at least that's kind of how I look at it. Lah. So you need the people that you rent with, lah. You need the people gossip with, lah. The people downstairs <laughs> drink the beer with, lah. Oh, I can like that one. But actually, it's like that one. It's just you don't understand. Mm. Right. So it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's harder also for people who, if their passion is their job. And these more tough things happen. Yeah, the stakes are higher. Yeah, it becomes even more painful because when this attack comes, it feels like it's you. You tie your job and your passion and everything as one, yeah. right? It's harder to segment mm. and just think this is just one facet of me that they're not seeing. Yeah. Or this is just one aspect. Mm. Yeah. But when we segregate the way I do, I'm like, you can say I'm a bad writer, doesn't matter. I still have my day job. Mm-hmm. You can say I'm a bad writer, but I still have my podcast. Right. Yeah. So it's easier emotionally also, I feel, when things are not so tied together. But that must be hard for you, right? Because literally, the <laughs> role of an MP is so much that you have to do. No, and, and actually, this is the genesis of the, the episode. Right? Like, I want to do this episode because it's the trend now that you must be one. You know? <laughs> you Everything must be listened. No passion is wrong. You know, it's like... Come on, girl. Like, like, okay, not not girl guy thing. Uh. Okay, then I gonna cancel now. But it's like, it's just like you know, like what is real? He's been what is real? Yeah, I was gonna cancel. Right? But it's like, what is real, right? What is what is the reality at play, right? Like, as much as we want to achieve this, and if you are one of the few blessed people that can get that great, and if mm. you somehow take the risk and go and chart a path, right? Because like new industries grow or for whatever reason, like something grows, and you chart your path there, and then you make it that great, amazing. But for the many people, right, I think half the time is really about just keeping the lights on, getting the things going and harnessing for the right time, maybe 
you know, before you go there. If, if not, it's, it's quite yeah. crazy. And that's why we wanted to talk about this episode. And, mm. and I think like, yeah. I think what you brought up is good, right? Like in the sense where if you are one with your job, like if you're very passionate about your job and you do what you love, like you really love it, right? There it could be that miss um, sense of guidance where if something goes wrong, you think it, you think it personal because it's your identity. It's yeah. who you are. Yeah. So I think those that are blessed to be able to be passionate about their job or do what they love, if to put it in, in a layman's sense, I think it's also very important for them and for their support network to be aware that there's a difference between a job and identity. Mm. And we have to make sure that that is separated yeah, to a I certain mean, extent, right? Pang Sing Jun, right? He came on the show to talk about it, right? About, about how he retired as a swimmer and then in order to change his, change into another path, he had to separate like Sheng Jun, the swimmer, and like, you know, the me, you know, it's, mm. it's different. So, so you have to kind of like retire that identity and then move into a new phase of like, who am I? And then like yeah. sit from there. And same for Wyson, right? He, from a clerk, become like the head of you know, retail marketing in OCBC, right? And then he, he left. I mean, check out the other shows, huh? Okay, I'm plugging. Ultimate plugging, ultimate plugging. Plug one yeah. is like part of the game, right? Uh, <laughs> then, then he also quit and uh, at 50 plus, then he had to re kind of evaluate his identity, right? Like, what am I here for? And then like, It's actually friends. very common, yeah. like, especially for retirees. Mm, mm, if they have been working so much for pretty much most part of their life, suddenly they are supposed to like step back and then like, what do I do? And I guess that's why a lot of seniors sometimes slip into depression. Mm. And so yeah. actually keeping them meaningfully engaged so that they can build that new identity, new social circle, new everything actually is quite important. It is, it is. It I'm is. also plugging yeah, yeah. the yeah, yeah. elderly, elderly <laughs> portion. Yeah. Must plug, uh, where, where can they follow the uh, new initiative at Nefeso? Uh, no, no, it's not just mine. La. Yeah, yeah, I mean yeah. like your own MP also have. I know, I know. It's a, it's a big move. And yes. I think it's, it's, uh, it's grounded in in a lot of good, right? Because yes. I, I think we, we, we already see it. You have to do it. You don't do it, you're going to get a whole bunch of loneliness. I mean, UK even have a minister of loneliness, right? I think something along those lines, right? So it's, it's crazy, right? So so yeah. it is it is a part of the part of it. Yeah. Any last things you want to add about passion and <laughs> and job? You know, maybe we go one round, just kind of give everybody one last, one last tip around like, you know, deciding your job, you know, finding a career and then like the intersection with passion and, what do you want? I think at the end of the day, especially we live in Singapore, it's all about being practical. You don't want to be in a job where you're very passionate, you love it, but it brings you a lot of stress because you can't put food on the table. And you have to do some things that goes against your morals or what you believe in just because you need the money. So I'm of the view where in Singapore, there's lots of opportunities. I think we can afford, and our skills are very easily translatable into many different fields. You can be good at talking to people at hosting, but that doesn't mean you make hosting your career. You can be in a sales job or you can be in a client servicing role in a bank, tech company, oil and gas, and you will still get to do what you like, but it's not your passion entirely. And that pays the bill. It pays it well. So I think from a financial standpoint, I would still maintain that you should separate and then because money is no longer a problem and you like your job decently, now find a meaning in there. Let your passions be things that you do on the side where money doesn't have to come and stress you out. You like to sing, go and sing, uh, go and sing at a community centre and karaoke. Don't, don't. People <laughs> tell us that you're a bad singer, singer doesn't matter. Sing, uh. no, so Just okay. sing in the shower, sing in the shower. <laughs> Okay, very on brand, ah, about your babe. Okay, yeah, very on brand. Yes, yes. Anyone else? Um, I think for me is identifying the small things that make you happy, right? In your job, in your personal life. Because I think that even as a hobby, there's not everything you love, mm. right? There's also still, you can be passionate about it. It's not everything you love. Uh, and as well as a job, there's not going to be everything you love, right? So I think just finding these things that keep you going and just know what is in the end going to make you happy? Like for me, is to make, effectively help people, right? That's what I love to do, which is why I do this podcast, which is why I, you know, help uh, do tech sales because people that speak to me want to advance their career and they want to be known in that company, right? So that's what I really try and sell more than the product. 
Oh, that's interesting. That's the way I sell. That's I don't sell the product. Yeah. So it's right? not about the sales product in itself. It's about the performance that I can give you to this product and then yes. you will make... Wow, very salesman. But I hear you. That is very so smart. Yeah. That's, that's why I do that, right? That's why I go out, I speak to people, I try and help them in any sort of way. And so those things are the ones that gives me that passion to keep going. And I think that as listeners, we need to be able to identify that and then find things around it, paying or not paying, to be able to then fulfill that part of you that only you know you can fulfill. I think, first of all, it's always useful to keep an open mind. If we can find a job that we are passionate about, all great. If not, keep an open mind because, like I shared earlier, you might learn to like the job or love the job. And that will also be just as wonderful. I, I suppose regardless of what job we hold in the end, some things are quite universal in my, in my opinion. Hard work, strong work ethics, you know, um, these are some of the things that I think regardless of whether, uh, what, what job you hold, it will help you succeed. And so that's what I would, I would share. Yeah. yeah. Okay, fair, fair. Yeah. That, that's all. I don't need to share. Like. Why you don't need to share? <laughs> I mean, okay, I've shared a lot already. And to be fair, actually, after I talked to Yora, I think actually I'm, I started as the most idealistic one on, of the crew, I feel like, right? Because mm. as an entrepreneur, you're not idealistic. You can as good as don't start the thing already, right? It's a, <laughs> you, you better believe in some, some big idea out there. But eventually I learned to kind of manage this a little bit, right? To, to be aware that there are some realities that you have to work with, right? And don't hate on that reality because the reality is reality. You cannot hit on mm. it, right? <laughs> so you hit on it, so what? It's still going to come here and bite you, right? So might as well, you work with it. And then along the way, you kind of find good wins and interesting things. I'm like, I hate sales, but I have to do it, right? Because if I if I don't bring it, that's why I must email here. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you there. I'll put it there. Yeah. Sponsor <laughs> box here, right? Yeah, don't say don't no sponsor. Right? This one, don't listen to Don. Nah, listen no, 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 okay? no. But, but it, it, it's one of the things that I really don't, don't quite like, lah. But but I'm I realize I'm pretty done good at it. I'm decently good at it. It's just that there are many other things that I like, you know. But it's just what it is. I have to do what fits the team, what fits the business. At the same time, um, do things that I like, which is coming on set and talking to all of you, hmm. right? So yeah. I think I think that's the reality. It's, it's like a, a doubt type of a doubting, you know. So but, but but to be fair, a lot of our audience are quite old already. Yeah. So <laughs> don't need doubting advice, okay? But it's just like this discussion of like, okay, so so what's next? Right, so yeah, it is what it is. I hope you learned something useful. And uh, yeah, thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And yeah, we'll see you all next week. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast. And I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher. Because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher.